Hello and welcome to another edition of The Bible Code, pegs in the King James Bible and Bible Codes. That is our topic for today. For a copy of the transcripts, please go to www.dnainthebible.com. Does the King James Bible contain a built-in dictionary? God's Word says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. To compare spiritual things with spiritual, the Bible would need to provide a way to define words, alleviating the need to go elsewhere to man's wisdom, attempting to understand the word apart from God. God always provides what is necessary to be obedient. Some of the information in the study is from the book titled, In Awe of Thy Word by Gail Ripplinger. I have provided a link online if you are interested in taking a look at this book. So why study pegs, and how do they relate to the King James Bible's built-in dictionary and the Bible code? According to Gail Ripplinger, God teaches by repetition. He also says the same thing in a number of ways. And number three, he uses repeated words called pegs, you could say, to affirm the relationship between two thoughts. Pegs indicate that parallelism occurs. To find the pegs, it will be necessary to look for the double occurrences of words in the context. This entails going through the context word by word, looking for reoccurrences of words. Now, don't be overwhelmed. We're going to take a look at two examples of pegs so that you can see exactly what I'm talking about. Furthermore, how do you locate the Bible's built-in dictionary? First, underline the words which surround the word in question. And number two, look for those same words repeated elsewhere. Gail Ripplinger goes on to say, good, better, and best are not perfect. God said understanding is line upon line, as mentioned in Isaiah 28, verse 9 and 10, not online. God placed everything that pertains to life and godliness right in the Bible. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Now let's look at two examples of pegs in the built-in dictionary of the King James Bible and see if this system brings understanding of two very confusing passages in Scripture. The first one that we are going to look at is regarding the word replenish, as found in the book of Genesis. As quoted from In Awe Thy Word, many words have numerous dictionary definitions. This makes it difficult to determine which one fits the reader's context. The Bible's built-in dictionary does not have this problem. The parallel definition is perfectly suited to the context. Consider the example below discussing the definition of what replenish means. Now, if you were to look in a dictionary today, the word replenish means to fill again. Keep in mind this subject has many believing that there was a previous earth before God formed this earth where Lucifer ruled all because people did not fully understand how to interpret the word of God correctly. So let us turn now to Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. There is two examples of pegs in this particular verse that I'd like to point out. The first one that we will look at is in the very beginning of the verse. Notice the words, and God, and the word, them. It occurs twice. These are pegs. 
what lies between these pegs is the definition, in this case, of what it is to be blessed. Blessed is the same as said unto. That means God speaking to them was a blessing. Now let us look at the definition of the word replenish. The pegs that I would like to mention are and, and the earth. Six times you will see the word and. What words come after? And they are multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Another way to look at this is to look between two pegs and and the earth. Now, this might be easier if you are looking at your Bible at Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, or looking online. Again, I will try to explain this one more time for simplicity. There are six ands, and after those six ands are words describing replenish. Two of the six have one additional peg, and that is the earth. So if I look at those two, I will see that replenish is defined as every living thing that moveth upon the earth. If you were to look elsewhere to understand what replenish means, you will miss this amazing discovery. There is more to understanding the word replenish than just looking after the pegs. What's also interesting is the number of times God uses and. Man was made on the sixth day, and who has dominion? Who is to fill the earth? That would be man. Unfortunately, when the earthly Adam sinned, that dominion went to Satan. That is why the number six is associated with Satan. Satan did not invent any numbers. He stole the number six from man. Remember, he was a thief and a murderer from the beginning. We will now look at the pegs found in the book of Ephesians, where we will understand the true meaning of the word predestined. We will be looking at Ephesians chapter 1, if you would like to turn there now. Calvinism fits into the predestined idea that God has designed some for hell and others for eternity with him. But as we will see, that is not the true definition of the word predestined. Not only will we understand the word predestined, but how the Bible code associated with the built-in dictionary points to Jesus Christ who became flesh, that through him we can be called the children of God. In the passage of scripture found in Ephesians chapter 1 verses 1 through 9, there are six pegs used. And exactly what are those pegs? Well, they are the word hath and having along with, on the other side, the word us. So in verse 3, you will see hath blessed us. Verse 4, hath chosen us. Verse 5, having predestined us. Verse 6, hath made accepted us. Verse 8, hath abounded toward us. Verse 9, having made known unto us. Again, did you catch that there are six pegs? What does the number six mean in the King James Bible? Well, it's, it's defined for the weakness of man. Galatians chapter four, verse four says this, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman 
made under the law. Now, even in this verse from Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, there's a peg. Maybe you caught it. The repetitive word is made. After made, it says of a woman. And the second time after made, it says under the law. Jesus Christ was made of a woman, Mary, and Mary was under the law. Now there is another set of pegs in the first chapter of Ephesians. The peg is the word in. On the website, I have a chart here that lists all 27 words and phrases that come after the word in. Now, why is there 27 of these and how does it relate to predestined? Well, I will bring this all together for you, but first we're going to pick this apart. We just went over that there were six pegs defining what predestined means. And we also learned that six was for the weakness of man. And Jesus Christ was made man by Mary, who was under the law. 27 in the King James Bible is the number defined for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Furthermore, if you will look in the first chapter of Ephesians, I ask you how many verses are there? The answer is 23. Now, if you've been following us in our previous studies, I've explained to you that 23 is the number of chromosomes from a father. Who made DNA? That would be God. Jesus Christ is the promised seed, is he not? So let us review from the top. Six pegs listed in the first chapter of Ephesians defining what predestined means. The number six in the King James Bible is defined as the weakness of man. Galatians 4 verse 4 says Jesus Christ was made of a woman, made under the law. And in the first chapter of Ephesians, there is mentioned 27 words after the peg in. And I told you that 27 is defined in the King James Bible for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And last, the first chapter in Ephesians ends with 23 verses. And 23 is the same number for seed from a father. Jesus Christ is the promised seed, God's predestined plan to save mankind. I don't know about you, but I believe that this definition rivals anything you can find online or in a book written by man. Am I wrong? Consider our previous studies on the number 23. The feasts of the Lord are found in the 23rd chapter of Leviticus, which happens to be the third book of the Bible, and three is associated with the Godhead. The 23rd chapter of Psalms mentions the Good Shepherd. The 23rd chapter of Jeremiah chastises false prophets for speaking of the imaginations of their heart and not on the true God. And finally, the 23rd book of the Bible, Isaiah, speaks of the coming Messiah and all he would suffer. But there's some more interesting tidbits about the book of Ephesians, the book that we find the definition for predestined and what that predestined plan is. Consider this. Ephesians is the 49th book of the Bible. Now, for those who math is not your strong suit, 49 is 7 times 7. 7 is spiritual perfection, as defined in the King James Bible. That's another way of saying it's spiritual perfection times spiritual perfection. The book of Ephesians theme is in 
Christ. The word in is mentioned in this particular book 105 times. Of this 105 times, there are 13 pegs that come after the word in describing the children of disobedience. And we have covered that the number 13 is for depravity and rebellion. And there are 27 pegs out of these 105 that come after the word in in the first chapter for the description of predestination. Ending in the 23rd verse, the number for the promised seed, who is Jesus Christ. According to in awe of thy word, the predestined and proposed element was not who should be saved, but how whosoever will may be saved. One is saved by being in Christ, in him, in the beloved, and through his blood. These prepositional phrases are repeated in every verse because they are the crux of the discussion. God predestined the means of salvation. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 says, Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. How do we become adopted into the family of God? By Jesus Christ. The verse does not say predestined us unto the adoption of children, period. It says he predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was God's predestined plan for the redemption of man. Those who are in Christ are in the elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. According to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 5 and 6, Jesus Christ is the elect. If you are in Christ, you are in the elect. You do not get in Christ by being predestinated. You get in Christ by believing on him. God predestinated the method, not the people. In conclusion, as mentioned in all of thy word, the Bible is built on the system of parallels. These parallels enable us to obey God's commands. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Corruption of the word of God is pictured as mingled seed in Daniel chapter 2, verses 41 and 43, and mixed wine in Proverbs 23, verse 30. We have covered in the study that pegs are used to parallel words and their meaning, giving light to the built-in dictionary of the King James Bible. These pegs reveal the definition of words and a number coding that I call the Bible code. God defines numbers in the Bible and uses numbers through pegs to give a deeper meaning to Scripture, providing, you could say, a double witness. Both these built-in features found in the King James Bible provide the reader with a firm standing on the meaning of Scripture, unlike the shaky foundation provided in Greek, Hebrew, and online sources based on man's wisdom. So I will leave you with this one passage of Scripture found in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. I hope you enjoyed the study on pegs and the built-in dictionary of the King James Bible. Join us next time as we look at another number in the Bible Code.